Shafee. Shafee, are you there? Harry, I am not arguing that with you. Who said that? I didn't say that. If I said that, I would have been wrong. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not arguing that with you. Afternoon has fallen on Austin, Texas, which means the sun's out, and it's still hot as blazes out there, folks. But you know what else it means? It means there are still birds on Bill the Landlord's bird feeder. And oh ma, pa, they're just beautiful. I've seen a blue jay, I've seen a red cardinal, I've seen six to eight emerald parrots, I've seen morning doves, I've seen Sparrows, I've seen uh, just go old-fashioned city pigeons, and the exciting thing is that uh, Landlord Bill and his wife are out of town, so I it's been my responsibility to fill it with the bird feeder, and I've done it conscientiously, and I feel as though I have called forth this particular and most colorful round of birds. I am the bird god. Schaefer calling forth the many pretty colors of birds. Okay, I'll come, I'll come down from my mountain. I'll come down from my mountain for another episode of One Magical Hour. We are well into the 100s. Uh, in fact, I was just looking at some analytics. We are three quarters of the way through our first year of this podcast, which is really something to me. And uh, I'm sure it's really something to this guy too. This uh, man with mandibles like the Predator the pride of Tarzana, California, and the Martinique mystiquer, Matthew Rampey. Podcast time. Don't let me be alone. Go to my head a bit. Behind this mic. Podcast time. And then I think it goes. Podcast time. It made me feel feel so fine. I keep me talking all of the time. Podcast time. I got my Shafi on the line. (laughs) Everybody share podcast time. We share at the Blue Sky offices. We have an Alexa. And she is still connected to jesse temple's uh spotify account and so when you ask alexa to play something it occurs to me today that uh jesse can see what we're listening to <laughs> and, um, i was alone at the office and i was thinking about my parody and i was thinking i haven't heard that in a while i should I should listen to it and so i called up alexa play ub40 red 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 wine and I was enjoying it, and then we got a text on a group from me and Ike and Jesse, and she it was just UB40, question mark, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point, <laughs> some combination of that. Did you There's know? There's nothing wrong with listening to a little UB40 here on episode 102, 102 of the, You Know Who, Matthew and Shafee. The big one magical hour. How about that? I like how about- when people say, how, I like when people say, how long is your podcast? One one magical hour. It's, a, it's about an hour. It's about it's, an hour. It's so sometimes one magical three quarters of an hour. And sometimes it's it's an extra magical two and a half hours. <laughs> one magical one and a half hour. I don't think we've. Do we have a plus two hour show? We definitely do. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Maybe maybe Milton or maybe the first Alex. There's. Yeah. Right. We've definitely we've definitely gone into the two and a half range. I think. Well, now I'm questioning that. Oh, I def I, <laughs> I definitely I, think maybe. <laughs> I keep wanting to I keep wanting to say this line, but I need I need you to read your line. Do you see the yes. there? Do you see your line? Yes. I was laughing about this. Yes. For those of you out there in One Magical Nation, Matthew has written out some dialogue for us in the show sheet. 
So I'm going I mean, to I read. I think that's the start of a new segment. Matthew's <laughs> yeah. dialogue. Matthew's dialogue. Yeah, so you play, you play the part hey, of Schaefer and I'll play the part of Matthew. Matthew, I, I, I need all the help I can get thinking of words to say on this podcast. <laughs> well, that's you, the way to do it. I'm going to start writing it up. I'm going to yeah. become a podcast writer, which I don't <laughs> think is a thing. It is now. (laughs) What do you want to be when you grow up, kid? I want to be a podcast writer. Come on, kid. What about STEM? A podcast writer. And I want to be a podcast writer. Podcast writer. Hey, that's that for a parody off the top of my head right here. Anyway, let's get. Wait, what's the original song there? Paperback Writer by the Beatles. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. And right. I want to be a paperback writer. Uh, right, of course. I, I can understand you not immediately hearing it uh, in, my, in my rendering of the melody. Because I don't, I don't quite have the golden tone to my voice that the Fab Five did, Fab Four did. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, you're selling yourself short there, Shafee, but... Okay, so maybe you don't sing as good as the Beatles. But. <laughs> I, I don't I don't sing in the clean, uh, conventionally melodious way of the Beatles. Right. No, my sense. voice my voice definitely okay. has its place. I mean, Let's do this uh, tiny Matthew, little play that I wrote. What I would like to know is how are you tonight? How are you tonight, buddy? <laughs> pretty good. My canines aren't as sharp as they used to be, but otherwise, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that was funny. I wrote that the other day. I was, I was just looking at my teeth in the mirror, and I was looking at kind of how blunted my canines are. I okay. have big canines. I was They're wondering. Prominent in my mouth. That makes sense. Looking, looking at them in the mirror. But that. what I was imagining was you like you bit into a big steak, and you're like, "This flesh is not tearing the way that I that someone of my distinct." And I just, I'm looking at them now. They I mean, look, very... at, look at my teeth. Look at my teeth. Like, I am obviously not a vegetarian, right? Uh, like, I have sharp. But don't, don't worry, One Magical Nation. I'm screenshotting this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have big <laughs> and, uh, that, that's just the way of life, isn't it? Like, our sharp things get blunted and nerves that need to die end up dying off in our hands and in our knees and ken jen and john roderick were talking on an episode of omnibus i was listening to about just getting shorter like john roderick was talking about he gets mad uh when he goes to the doctor because he's like i am definitely you know his whole life he has defined himself as six foot two and he's really like he's been compressed down to about six foot one now, you know. And if you're if you're taller and bigger, it's it's more distinctive, you know, because you, you know just the whole your whole body just weighs down more. And that's the, it's definitely yeah. like I am, I am I can especially notice it next to my brother, like uh, I am. You know, I used to be a solid six foot, maybe even like six and a half, six foot and a half. And now I'm well below six feet. And I can tell like my light of sight to my brother has dropped, you know, because he's 10 years younger than me. So he hasn't really started that plunge down <laughs> towards the ground that is inevitable for all of us. Uh the downward plunge that leads to the grave. Yes. So I can see. I used to basically, I could, you know, pretty much look him in the eye. He's 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 just a little taller. He's like six one, uh, maybe six one and a half. But now I'm like definitely like looking at his cheek. If we were to rewrite each other's faces, which we which which we never are. We we love each other very much. We don't get in each other's faces. Uh, All that stuff is so dispiriting. I'm sorry I brought it up with the uh, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. And also, I don't know why I, th- I don't know why I thought that was funny. I, I think it probably would have been funnier if I could have just conjured it up in normal conversation rather than having a build up to a a, a playlet that I wrote. I I disagree. I disagree. I think the build up to the playlet was the funniest okay. part of the whole thing. Uh, okay. But also, <laughs> also that. That image, when you said your canines aren't as sharp as they used to be, like I say, I immediately got this image of you, like, tearing into a big hunk of steak and being like, man, I just, I'm not ripping through this flesh the way I would expect. 
However, uh, I, I, and I also disagree. I don't think that this is a downer conversation. I definitely enjoy embracing getting old. Like, and, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's easy, but, um, but it's fun. It's fun to recognize changes and just know that you're a changing individual. You know, you're this organism that's not what it was 10 years ago. And you, you are different. And, you know, I would hate to ever be in any kind of stasis, you know? That's why I think, you know, the... the uh, well, Don't uncom- worry, buddy. The, the tide's coming in and the sandcastle's getting flattened, my friend. Well, we'll see. The, uh, with the onset of the singularity... I'm I'm a little worried that because right, if right. if we're right on the edge of the singularity, then we're going to be the ones that are just like kind of preserved, you know, as ones and zeros in some computer program. Like like one of those characters popped up in a William Gibson novel, and he's like, "Would you please just destroy my hard drive? Like I'm so sick of just right. being this this sentient computer program." However. I am looking forward to the time when then that computer program can then be downloaded into a biomechanical body that can then feel things. And then it's just, I'm back, baby. <laughs> and, then, and then we can start recording podcasts again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm glad you got a plan for I after do, the singularity. I do. A man, a plan, a, a singularity. Is that an anagram? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think it's a palindrome. Palindrome. Don't check me on it. Ah, palindrome. I have trouble with palindrome, anagram, and acronym. Yeah, I, I, def, I definitely get anagram and acronym mixed up all the time. In fact, I think you need to explain the difference right now. But... No, uh, wait, let me try. An acronym is when you have a, set, a list of words that spell something. Yeah, often used no, in the military. Like but Jeep is an, an acronym anagram? and FUBAR. An anagram is when you move the letters around in a word to make a different word. Oh, I'm terrible at those. I hate like those. that was my, you remember my my I'm fantasy a- premiership team was called Fertile Yams? That right. is an anagram of Fly Emirates, Fly which is Emirates. What, it, what it says on the Arsenal right. jersey. I, I love, love, love anagrams. I'm good at them. I'm, You're good I'm, at them. I'm not as good Arcane. at palindromes. Arcane igloo hum. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, there's just oh, not you... a lot of there's just not a lot of pal- palindromes. Like you can make tons of anagrams, but palindromes are special. They're they're rare, and it's it's hard to write a. There's, just, there's probably just only a certain combination of English words that will even really work in palindromes. You know? Do you know what is a palindrome? Yeah. Is uh, Bob, as in Bob Dylan, is obviously the same forward and backwards. And uh, Weird Al Yankovic does a song called Bob that is basically a, par- a Bob Dylan parody, but all of the every lyric is a palindrome. Wow, it is so good, <laughs> and some of it like just really sounds like it's a for- got forgotten Bob Dylan song, <laughs> like because it's you know it's I mean- it's. It's eclectic and kind of weird, but seems to be hinting at meaning, you know, but you don't necessarily immediately know what it is. So, yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, how is Weird Al still blowing our minds after all these years? It's, I think he's, like, I think I've, I've come to appreciate him more. I don't know. I don't know how. I guess I never, I never really understood his genius. And the genius of his band, like recreating all that music, um, until you know. I loved him as a kid. And yeah, but I you, thought when you're a kid, had, you lo- you I know. thought that he had like a. But yeah, but I thought he had this, and he—I think he was more like mainstream popular through the '80s, and then he kind of his star kind of faded, and he and I thought that he went away, but he never really went away. There's there was like 20 years that I wasn't paying attention to him and I see that he was like still doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe not 20 years. Maybe I think 10 that's 15, pro- that's but. that's probably a normal progression, you know, as well. When you when you're a kid you just think it's hilarious and you're and you think that's awesome and then you know you become a supposedly become an adult and you take on serious things 
but then uh, then you hit, you know, about the age 40 and you in real life really comes down on you like a ton of bricks. And then, God, you need some parody. You need some fun in your life. And you go back to the weirdo. Shafee, is that what this podcast is about? <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to bring us back. I'm going to bring us back to the show sheet. Um, a segue. You know, when you, you were talking about acronyms versus anagrams and i'm pretty sure we've had that conversation on this podcast yeah. before and i was and we'll have it again i was thinking today about this and i realized that uh i couldn't remember if i had had the conversation with maybe somebody at the bar or i had heard somebody else on another podcast talking about it or if we've talked about it here but have you do you remember or at least this was the way when i was a kid i occasionally see my parents or another adult, like, park the car when they got home and sit in the car for, like, a solid minute or two, maybe just listening to the radio, maybe not listening to the radio, maybe just quietly reflecting to themselves. And I thought that that was a very strange thing to do. And now I find myself doing that with some regularity. And I think, like, sometimes it's because you're listening to a podcast or something and you're enjoying it, and that's fine, you know, there's... You're in a little air-conditioned pod and listening to your podcast, and that's wonderful. But I think it also has to do with the fact that driving somewhere is a break between the many life things we have to do, you know, either like work or an errand or, you know, chores at your house, whatever. Um, and sometimes I think you just need to let that break last a little longer. Maybe and hmm. just <laughs> does That's that does any is any of that relatable to you? Do you remember that phenomenon when you were a kid? Or? Um, I I don't remember that phenomenon when I was a kid. I feel like that happens more often now because there's like more technology and stuff in our cars. Um, but like I, I, I say, my neighbors. My my neighbors, um, they have a carport, and so I see their car when they come home, and they do that all the time. And, like, um, they sometimes conduct a lot of business from the car. Oh, see, uh, now. I, ge I generally exit my car, but but it's it, here's what's relatable is that actually today, man, I was driving to work this morning and was thinking about the pandemic and the time that I worked from home and how there wasn't that commute time. And it kind of feels like, Oh, I've cut that commute out of my life. That's great. But in another way, I just love going somewhere else to work that when you describe the car time as like this time between times, like, I don't know. I, I, I can really appreciate it for that. It's, I will say a commute is better if you can go get on a train or something where you're not having to actively participate in the death cult of the American highway, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you can read a book or something, which is great, but, um, death cult of the American highway or any other death cults you might be involved in. Show title. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely call this one death cult of the American highway. And that's, um, and that's such an yeah. exciting title that people are going to be so disappointed with. <laughs> what they're actually talking right. about is sitting quietly in your car at the end of your commute. <laughs> oh, geez. And, we were, and then we were talking about getting old and the singularity. Crap. <laughs> so misleading. Doesn't matter. Bygones. Um. Can I get a yeah, beat? I, you know what? Oh, sorry. I, go ahead. Uh, you know what? I I had I I don't really I sort of know what you're talking about, but I mean, especially if you're listening to the end of uh, an NPR piece or a song or your podcast, you know, yeah. your favorite podcast, which I hope it's one magical hour. And... You're also you also have a lot more physical energy than I do, <laughs> so. Okay, <laughs> that might have something to do. With I it. feel like I feel like I'm always rushing. It's really not good, and um, I was doing that today. I left the freezer cracked this morning. Like I put my ice in my tea, and I didn't. And I forgot my tea, and I left the freezer cracked a little <laughs> bit all day. 
So Matthew, slow down, buddy. Take a little time in your I, car. I, I don't know. Think about just, things. I guess so. Also, you know, what might have a lot to do with it right now is the fact that your car is air-conditioned, and it is... I was talking with bartender with Chuck the bartender about this. You know, I know that... I remember when I was a kid uh, seeing adults, you know, and they're be, like, like they were sweating and their tongues were hanging out, and they're like, oh, man, it's so hot. And I'm like, I'm going to go run around the yard 20 more times, you know, while you sit here. You know, like... In the dead of August in Houston, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, whatever, you know. And so, obviously, like, part of it has to do with the age. But I also feel I'm 100% certain that this summer is more oppressively hot than last summer and summer 10 years ago and summer 20 years ago. Like, it just, like, the, like, humidity and it's just so, the air is so close. I think... I, mean, I think it's a combination. I think both things are true, but um, would you agree? You, like, you work well, outside. I'm, pers- so. I'm, I'm personally having a weirdly opposite thing. When I was young, my body ran so hot, and I really hated the heat in my youth. But this is – let me bring – let's bring the conversation back to my dull canines and that whole <laughs> getting shorter and thing, getting old. Um, as I get older, my body's not running as hot and I am tolerating the heat so much better. Maybe it's that partially I have the wisdom to know how much to exert in the heat or, you know, like maybe I've learned a sort of like – if I'm out in the heat, I can like go at half speed and I don't get as hot. I don't know. But I think it's just because you get colder as you get older, at least for um, um, uh, for men. My grandparents used to talk about it. It was a flip-flop. When they were young, uh, she was cold and he was hot. And then they got to a certain point in their life and it just switched. And then he was cold and she was hot. Interesting. This hormonal stuff. Yeah, I remember but, people used but, to call yeah, me I'm, out. I'm to- I am toler- I'm tolerating the heat better than I used to, and I'm I don't dread it like I used to. I, I mean, it's it's definitely. I don't disagree with you that it's maybe hotter than it ever has, and that we've there's possibly some science behind that. I don't know if you've heard about climate change, but. I mean, speaking of science, when you're... I think it's just its just a theory. I mean, just I don't think it's proven. When you're a solid 150 pounds overweight, you're going to be a little hotter too, I think. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that could be part of it. Um. So, yeah, science. So, yeah. <laughs> Look, let's get on to the part of the show where we actually execute some of the, some of the segments. Some of the segments that, that we forgot... That we forgot to forward promote, uh, executive producer. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to say that's right, you're supposed to say the segments in the openings. Uh, today on One Magical Hour, you can look forward to a yield word shop, a news cruise, and maybe a Maybe a, a Wikipedia history lesson, although we might push that off to the next to the next uh, the next episode. But first, your oh, workshop. News, cru- news cruise is tough for me because I got to remember to put the music in. <laughs> I think. Can you text me about an hour after we get off the cast? Text me <laughs> that there's news cruise in here. I could even kind of mark the time so it'd be easy to find. But I heard people are like, so you listen to the whole podcast before you cut it, and and I'm like, well, not so much. <laughs> I like I like to listen. You know, the next day when I'm doing my dishes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, There's nothing I can do about the mistakes. I was listening to another podcast and another podcaster. Yes, it does happen. What? What? He used the adjective quasi. Uh, And I feel like it's usually used uh, in a a dash, right? Quasi- let me uh, use it in a sentence real quick. This sure. is a quasi-good podcast. Quasi-good podcast. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I was I was laying awake 
in bed thinking about what it means and what the origin is. And uh, to just give me your theory on the or give me a your your general definition and what you think the origin might be. Okay, I am totally pulling this from the ether. I have no backing of this, but as I'm looking at the word on the show sheet, I think of Quasimodo, and he was like a like he wasn't at all there he was half a man or something i don't know wasn't quite a man so maybe it's like not quite the thing there's a thing it's not quite a thing yeah you're that is but that is spot on in one of the definitions uh how about how about okay. origin do you have any clue about that well that's a that's a french story and so it's probably uh a Latin term. Wow, you are ring yourself a bell. You are one hundred percent. It is Latin in origin, and it's so funny. Like I guess if I had thought it through, for some reason to me, I thought this was like a neologism from the eighties. I thought it had like technical or science origin. I was thinking. I think I was thinking of like in the eighties like, there was like a tele- nitty gritty. There was a television manufacturer called quasar oh yeah or appliance manufacturer and then quasar is of course it's a a, a constant uh it's a cosmological event um i think <laughs> but anyway i like i had isn't it, it like isn't a quasar like a star that rotates <laughs> sure okay <laughs> uh and i yeah i had it i i didn't even think about quasimodo I, you know, and I thought it was something that kind of, it sounds so 80s to me to say, you know, it's just like, you know, a quasi, you know, a quasi uh, dictatorship or a quasi banana republic, quasi. um, And, you know, I think it's, it's kind of fallen out of, I don't, I definitely think you don't hear it as much as you used to, Um, but quasi. Yeah, yeah, it is old. It's used in it's it's used in a legal sense too, um, but yeah, it's definitely um, in some sense or degree. So you're quasi periodic or quasi judicial, and that'd, that'd be your quasimodo is in some sense or in some degree a man. Um, and then yeah, but there's there's also to me there's also an implication the way it's used modernly. There's an implication that it's that it's there's a certain falseness to the uh, the presentation or the uh, the noun, um, and that might be that and that 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 can come and go depending on your context. But any anyway, well done, Matthew. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to be the word guy, and oh, I was it turned into a quiz though. But you wrote a great quiz. I was pushing, yeah, pushing around in the in weird like totally off base so uh so bravo well well that was blind luck just sort of getting it somewhat accurate was it that was that was that was maybe being was, maybe educated and intelligence to some to some degree thank you, <laughs> thank you. put that on your show sheet <laughs> um Thank you for the Yield Workshop, as as always. It's always a pleasure. Yield Workshop is my favorite. I think my favorite of the segments. Your favorite segment, yeah. Although I'm I'm a big fan as well. Wikipedia history lesson, and of course Poetry Corner. Um, I will say that Yield Workshop doesn't always yield like laughs. It's not always entertaining, <laughs> but um, I do like. <laughs> I heard the word cudgel the other day and I knew what it meant because we had done a yield workshop. So again, we we're really only doing this podcast to learn something, <laughs> but I wanted to tell you about something that maybe you haven't heard about. I don't know if this is a segment. This is just like, maybe this is like dad observations. So my kids, right. You know, I've got kids. And they, the kids these days, this is another old person thing. The kids these days, their entertainment choices are so vast and varied. 
And of course we had, you know, uh, TV and then we got some cable and we had some VHSs, right? And then maybe some Atari games or whatever. But now the kids have the internet and the vastness of that. And there's all these YouTube stars, right? You know, YouTube mm-hmm. has really turned into a platform. I learned that what you call you they, call those you call those people e boys and e girls. Oh, those, is that right? Uh, okay, those stars <laughs> of TikTok and stuff. Yeah, I learned that today. Those okay. are e boys and e girls. Okay, well, I wanted to I wanted to tell you about one that I've that Isabel has drawn my attention to, and Isabel is a huge fan. Are you are of, you are you simping that's, for that's them? My, that, that's my ten year old daughter. I'm not simping for them. I'm Here's what I think. I think that boomers like us, by the way, we're not boomers, Generation X, but um, we, we there are some interesting, there's interesting stuff going on on the YouTubes, right? And oh, no uh, doubt. Yeah, absolutely. One that, I, one that I approve for kiddos, my 10-year-old daughter discovered uh, this Mariah Elizabeth. Uh, she's an American YouTuber. She's known for her squishy makeovers. So this is a young lady. This is a young woman who has a graphic design degree and is super talented as an artist. And one of her big things is um, people send her squishies, you know, a toy that's made of foam that's in the shape of a cat or a, a unicorn or whatever it is. And they'll be like broken. And you know how those things break down and, and, Mariah Elizabeth will like rehab them. And then sometimes she'll t- just take the parts and make her own thing. She has this whole system of using memory foam and puffy paints and other glues and fabric paints and paint materials that she makes these pretty awesome characters and uh, just really um, creative and imaginative <laughs> squishies. And she, so performs in these just real quick, videos and edits them. Go ahead. One magical nation. If you're an old like me, a squishy is a toy I'm, that's I'm, shaped by all like by all sorts of things. Yeah, and it's made out of a, a squishy kind of foam. I realized that was mostly um, that you could mostly figure that out from your context, but I did not. I did not know off the top of my. If you had just said squishy, I didn't know what that was. It's well, and maybe I wouldn't have either, except that I've seen these videos. And once, once you see it, you're like, oh yeah, that kind of toy, that thing. Yeah. It's a foam toy, you know, almost like a Nerf ball is a good example of a, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, but it's, yeah, they're in the, and they're in the shape of some of them like in the shape of pancakes or like a, 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 a dessert, like a ice cream sundae or She's or, got a whole line of like ice cream cats. She'll a take of, a cat head and turn it into an ice cream cone. Ah, cartoonish animals. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, um, performs in and does the art in. And then I guess she, you know, shoots and edits these videos. And they're 15 minutes long. They-ish, you know, and... She's really talented and she has a ton of work. She is prolific, I would say. I'm looking and, at it right now. Yeah. She sits, very... at, she, she sits at a desk with like a bunch of her like most successful squishies and characters and stuff she's done behind her. Other than Squishy Makeover, she does she has this create this book, which is like this really interactive book of hers that you could buy. And it's like all these kind of uh, craft things for you to do. And she also has other series like thrift store makeovers, painting on things, art things to do when bored and bake with me. Me is Mariah Elizabeth. Um, it's a, that's an anagram. And mm-hmm. um, um, no, wait, it's an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the Ada Ada thing. It's not, it's not going away. Okay. Um, oh, and then sometimes she makes – she bakes something from a squishy. She finds a squishy that's like a uh, like a cheeseburger cake, and she'll make it. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so she's great. I, I I enjoy her videos. I will say though that 
the ethos of the videos is, you know, it's fast paced, it's fast cuts. Part of it is because she does a lot with each project, but it's also a lot of YouTube stars play into the short attention span of today's kids, right? Yeah. There's no long form. There's no hour long podcasts out there. Like <laughs> kids are not listening to that. You know what I mean? And um, so I, I've watched some YouTube stuff with my kids and enjoyed it. But then I will say like after one or if you if you, you can watch one Mariah Elizabeth video and if you start a second one, to me, that fast cutting and hectic pace and she says a lot of funny jokes and and does a lot of funny things with like her voice and cutting to other past things that happened or or she'll suddenly break into like a four panels and be like it's very engaging videography which i'm into um anyway go check out mariah elizabeth man there was another one that we saw that was like a guy who was sort of a magician but all the <clears throat> magic was just like editing and little sound stages that they build like he throws somebody into a onto a, a rug and it becomes a hole in the floor where there's water or like uh, I'll, I'll forward promotion i'll remember that guy and bring him up again sometime matthew have you ever watched epic meal time on uh no i've never seen epic meal no on uh you would you wouldn't want to watch it with your kids but while while you're bacheloring it Watch Epic Meal Time on YouTube. It is it is like just like what you were describing, but for adults, you know, particularly stoners or beer drinking adults, and they just make these huge epic dishes out of also like one of their <laughs> one of theirs is fast food lasagna, where they just go and get all of this fast food and stack it on each other and put like bacon in between it. They use bacon and everything. Um, you should definitely watch a few of those tonight. They're there. Oh, you know what that now that you're <laughs> saying that I have seen some of those. Um, yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're insane. Yes. Yeah. They're Canadians. These Canadian stoners just doing the crazy. And, and the, the thing is, they're actually pretty, they seem to be actually pretty talented cooks. Like dude, they do some crazy creative stuff. Uh, and like they like at one point I they built like a they built like a bacon receptacle like a big bacon bucket uh, using by like cooking bacon around this thing and weaving it together to where they you know they could, they could fill this bacon thing up with like liquid or something or like a like cheese or something. <laughs> Oh, epic meal time. Bacon Check it has out. A, a structural uh, element. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you for that. But yeah, uh, I, I feel you. There's so much interesting stuff on YouTube. And particularly what the kids are doing is is really quite fascinating. Um, I love uh, I love all that stuff. And then, I love, you know, you've watched knife videos with Manish, right? I love... Uh, uh, I try not to get drawn into that. But, uh. <laughs> oh, I love some of those. Just like lunatics out in the woods, just test driving survival knives and stuff. Oh, man. Uh, YouTube is a magical place. Welcome, new sponsor, YouTube. And a dangerous place, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't seem to have the problem with like weird porn taking it over the way almost every other almost every other internet media device does like it's definitely true. I TikTok. think they just, I think they just decided to stay above board, you know, yeah. like they've decided to become, uh, they're, I don't think they're, they're as open a platform as they once were. You gotcha. Know? I mean, I think technically you can, uh, create a channel and put up whatever you want, but I think they've, they're monitoring now that they're like, pretty legit with their streaming service and all that kind of thing. So good for you, YouTube. Yeah. Go I do YouTube. feel, I do feel relatively safe with my kids, like watching YouTube stuff, but I think the drawback is what I was talking about. The, um, bolstering the importance of a short attention span or giving that credence or, or feeding that wolf. You know what I mean? 
maybe you don't, doesn't matter. Get at us, send us an email, call the voice of line. Matthew, would you like to sing me the news cruise song? Exciting and <laughs> I'd like to welcome metaphysical correspondent Schaefer Hall. <laughs> it's, that's so. That's kind of a throwback to our old uh, Steve Brule days, huh? That uh, that character. That, is is that what I'm doing? I don't know. I, I think definitely so. stole it from somebody. And um, is that Steve Brule? Sure. Yeah. Uh, we should we should uh, we should do a little return to the Brule. Get back to our roots. Matthew. Remember we had that I you know what? I was I was just touching on some old episodes and remember we used to play that Yeehaw, you guys like Mexico <laughs> yes. from uh, from Super <laughs> so Troopers. Embarrassing. Yeah. So embarrassing. We didn't we didn't know what we were doing. Anyway, we got it sorted out now. I'm sorry to interrupt your news cruise. Let me let me let's start again. Uh, I'm gonna throw it now to metaphysical correspondent Schaefer Hall. Matthew. Tomorrow, somebody says, hey, I have invented this balloon that's a, that's a fully enclosed structure with a giant balloon on top that will take you 20 miles up in the air so that you can see the Earth effectively from space. Uh, and then you will plunge back down and do a water landing. Do you do it? Yeah, you know what? I saw this on the TV and... Um... Yeah, sure. I mean, but you know, if you have, if you can afford the ticket price, I I'm doing. Yeah, I was hoping that I could get in there as like an experimental. You know, be like, all right, I'll I'll take the risk of doing it the first time, so just so I can do it for free. But uh, nobody's asked me so far. But I, I'm throwing it out there, folks. You guys at the uh, what's the company called? Space Ooh, Perspective. I don't know. What's the company? Space Perspective. Okay. Space Perspective, yeah. uh, Florida-based company. Um, for $125,000 starting in 2024. So, uh, yeah, so I bet they haven't really done a manned test flight. Get at me. Get at me, Space Perspective, if you, uh, if you want to, if you want a monkey for your little experiment. Um, you could buy a house around 50th and Quaker in Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or you could go a few feet into space. Or, or you could, or you could buy a mobile home in Austin, Texas. I saw a promo image for this, and um, it was they were kind of you could just see Florida. You know, I mean, the thing is like real good. You can see Florida if you want to have a real good view of Florida. You should do this. You're not quite going to space. It's not quite space. Um, it's as it's as high up. There's probably real thin atmosphere, but. Yeah, I don't think um, the images I saw didn't look like quite. But space. you are, I, I guarantee you, the stars are going to look really beautiful if you look up that way, and you're going to get a view of the Earth unlike you've ever seen before. And there's no, there's no weightlessness, right? I think. I mean, it's it's got to be affected a little bit. I think, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean. It, it, your your gravity decreases as you get you know as you get further and further out. Um, okay. So yeah. Well, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be on one of those anytime soon, unless it's for work. The work of uh, mapping Florida. <laughs> if I was a if I was a cartographer of the new age. Or sent up with a sketch pad just to draw a picture of Florida. Okay. At what at what altitude does gravity lessen? Tomorrow, when you listen back to this podcast, you're really going to enjoy that joke I just made about Florida. But I want to hear. Oh, I'm telling you about so, this right now. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm looking no, forward. No, no. To... Don't no. Don't apologize. <laughs> don't apologize. There's something to look forward to. I could tell you were busy. I was really just vamping, but it was funny. Effect of the altitudinal variation of the gravitational acceleration on the thermosphere simulation. (laughs) Wait, 
what? Effect of the was altitudinal that a, variation of the gravitational acceleration on the thermosphere simulation. So, uh, what's that mean? Oh, this is so. I've got myself. <laughs> I've got myself in the deep end here, Matthew. <laughs> For simplicity, a constant gravitational acceleration is assumed in many general circulation models. To estimate the influence of the altitudinal variation, after shifting 2%, 20%. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm so sorry. I was sure I had a really good answer for you, but this is all... So technical, I can hardly read it. Nine. Yeah, this is caca. <laughs> nine miles. <laughs> hey, sir. Um, so I just, I just been dying to say caca on the cast. Does, does uh, does gravity change with altitude? Oh wait, here we go. Um, so does the the idea of the splashdown, the balloon smashing down, splashing down, is that uh does that excite you at all? Do you think that I thought it I thought it was like on a tether. That's do, not this thing, right? Do you think that like you just do you think you just go up? There, what I hope happens is you just go up there, and then when you get to the to so high, they just they cut the balloon. And the pod just drops. No, no, that flat, no, that sounds. Flat, I'd, buy, I, I'd buy that for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Uh, uh, I'm close here, guys. I'm so sorry. I feel like. Oh God! Do you think we've not... lost any friends because of the podcast? I don't know, but I'm sorry. I'm probably losing some listeners now. Nah, we we. We don't have any to spare. That everybody's got to stay. Um, there's no subs. Uh, I I feel like it's possible we've revealed things about ourselves uh, that casual acquaintances have listened to, and they're no longer our friends. But you know that's okay. We probably have those to spare. Okay. And they don't they don't know what they're missing. They're not hearing this anyway. <clears throat> Go ahead. This from uh, Tiago Matos. Full stack software engineer. Strength of gravity always changes as you get to a higher altitude. There's no one point where it will drastically change. You will not really notice much. Gravity depends on the mass. Okay, I know. Yeah, I got that. It's an inverse law for two bodies. The tallest mountain is nine kilometers. Uh, nine kilometers is just. Okay, so the radius. Um, <laughs> the International Space Station is 400 kilometers up. I'm still not. It sounds like from that, that there's no like point where suddenly you're weightless. Yeah. Right. You know, you are, you are progressively more weightless. The higher you, the farther you get away from the earth. I'm such a landlubber, man, quite honestly. I don't think going to space is not really something on my list at all, uh, you know. Oh, I, you know, it's, it's my, it's like if I could snap my fingers and have it, like, sure, cure world hunger, you know, bring peace to the planet. But if you, if you said, no, you can only have a totally self serving wish, um, like going to space would be at the top for me. I'd rather go to New Zealand in space. Uh, or you know, I mean there're like there're just so many places on the earth. I'm just a I'm just such a earth sign, earth lover. Land, I like I'm also not really into sailing. I like oh, the I, lands. I like I like I'd sailing like, too. I like, I like caves. I want to go to the Rodan crater and see James Trell work. And, I like I like being know. out in dangerous places. Yeah, I enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely for some people. I don't think I'm one of those people. Cut off from things. Interesting. Uh, is that, magical is that how you feel on the podcast? I am so sorry that I did not get you a good answer on the gravitation thing. Um, if any of you out there has a good answer, look at what point 
in terms of miles from the Earth's surface, you you would notice a significant change in gravity. Uh, please get Andy, at us. Andy Bays, can you send Andy us an Bays, email? Andy Bays, there you go. He'll hook us up. He'll hook us up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you in advance, Andy. We love you. We love all of you. But uh, but honestly, we love the people who contact us regularly more. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that the nature of friendship? You know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, you know, it, it is. No, the, no but I mean, but you you also you have friends that you don't talk to a lot, but you still love them. But and you can, and yeah, you can totally ease right back in it with them. Yes, it's have, also seasons of, of life too. When you're like closer, for instance, you and I are closer maybe than we've ever been. Yeah, I, but you know, circumstantially, because we're doing hundreds of podcast episodes together. But yeah, but living in living in the same town is definitely what started it all. Like, right. You know, being able to see you. I remember that. I remember a conversation I had with you in the backyard at Violet Crown. When Violet Crown, we had a, what? We had a, no, no Shangri La. Sorry, it's the oh, backyard of the Shangri La. Uh-huh. And we had a very, a very heavy conversation. Uh, when I realized, we both realized that we were struggling with various forms of depression. And, or not realized, but uh, talked about it with each other. And it was really the first time that I had, you know, said those words out loud to anybody. So, oh, um, okay. So here's to you, and that you know, it's yeah. like I'm a good, I'm a good influence. Though it's it's uh, it's amazing how important like just saying it out loud is to you know maybe making some changes about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so look, let's. Let's not leave the audience with the bad taste in their mouth from the <laughs> talking my, about we're getting old and my gravitational disaster. Don't forget that. Uh, oh man, there was that, <laughs> and now we you're we're reminiscing about how we opened up about our depression together. Oh man, well, this is tough. Up, you know what this cast needs. How about a poetry corner? And honestly, Matthew, I made that quick on-the-fly change to the show sheet uh, because talking about space reminded me of this Tony Hoagland poem. But uh, when I pulled it up, I realized, wow, this actually just kind of perfectly chives with everything that we've talked about on the podcast tonight. So I love it when it does that. Yes. <laughs> a, a, an awesome coincidence. Uh, this is uh, Tony Hoagland, fantastic poet. Uh, this is his poem, Jet. Sometimes I wish I were still out on the back porch drinking jet fuel with the boys, getting louder and louder as the empty cans drop out of our paws like booster rockets falling back to earth, and we soar up into the summer stars. Summer. The big sky river rushes overhead, bearing asteroids and mist, blind fish, and old space suits with skeletons inside. On Earth, men celebrate their hairiness, and it is good. A way of letting life out of the box, uncapping the bottle, to let the effervescence gush through the narrow, usually constricted neck. And now, the crickets plug in their appliances in unison, and... Then the fireflies flash dots and dashes in the grass like punctuation for the labyrinthine, untrue tales of sex someone is telling in the dark, though no one really hears. We gaze into the night as if remembering the bright, unbroken planet we once came from, to which we will never be permitted to return. We are amazed by, we are amazed how hurt we are. We would give anything for what we have. Wow, that really that really does fit perfectly with that. That almost makes our conversation seem like um, scripted, like that part where, like that part where you said, "How are you doing tonight, buddy?" And I was like, "Pretty good. My canines aren't sharp as these two. That's pretty good." Yeah. There was that that part was scripted, but not not the rest of it. We would give anything for sharper canines. True. That's what, you know, just that image, uh, like when we were talking about the, that image of uh, 
beer cans falling out of their hands like rocket boosters falling back to Earth. Oh, oh my uh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it reminds so me of Manisha's porch at the Purple House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's definitely one of those back porches. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, let me go ahead and make a correction. In the same episode, um, a quasar is not a rotating star. It's a it's an extremely luminous, active galactic nucleus in which a supermassive black hole with mass ranging from millions to billions of times the mass of the sun is surrounded by a gaseous accretion disk. But it does kind of look like it is like a disk with like light coming out the top and bottom sort of. Cool. And I think, it, you know, I I also always think of the the amusement park ride at the fair, the Quasar. Which one was that? Um, I was a big zipper man myself. The Quasar was one in which... Um, Ooh, the zipper. That's tough. That is tough. <laughs> Get those yourself rides are for kids. spinning those on that rides, zipper. <laughs> those rides are for kids, by the way. Um, the Quasar was one that went around. I don't know. I is it, was it the one that like presses you back against the the cylinder? No. No. Uh, I love I that like one, too. that one, too. The Quasar. Uh. Wait, don't. In case you were wondering, Quasar is also an American brand of electronics, first used by Motorola in 1967 for a model line of transistorized color televisions. I okay, wonder if Quasar we had a Quasar is... when I was a kid. Okay, wait. The Quasar is the thing. It's the thing you get in, and there's an arm coming out from a radius that holds a a two person seat and then it like starts spinning and then it goes up in the air and sort of moves into diagonal positions and it's still yes. spinning. Yes. I know the one you're talking about. That's, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, let's remind all the listeners how much we love them. We love each and every one of you. If I may do a little forward promotion, we will be having Lori Clark back on very soon to discuss the latest uh, in Britney Spears life. Uh, some very exciting new news has popped up there. Uh, if a lot you, going on with Brittany. Yeah. No, we're very excited for her and very excited for Lori to be back on the show. We do love each and every one of you. Please never forget it. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please, please leave us a review. Please. We can't believe you're still listening, but What's a, a lot of you guy, have reviewed do us. To get a review around here. No, it really is. That's a it's a good way to a very easy and quick way for you to help promote the show. Uh, also, and it, and it, okay, so yeah, check our Facebook page. I'm gonna I'm gonna put images on our Facebook page of all the different quasars, the the uh, cos, cosmological event, the ride from the county fair, and the uh, transistorized color television. So get on our Facebook. Because that's cool. Boys are fun times. Okay. Well, uh, if you will recall, and we don't want this to happen to you, but the poorer the choices. Yes, we got the wine. 